And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, this is Craig Custance, joined by Sean Gentili on Monday. It's Monday, Sean. What are we doing recording the American edition of the Athletic Hockey Show on a Monday? Can you explain to me what's happening now? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Happy what? That's, Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So the, the thing about the thing about Canadian Thanksgiving, I figured this out over the last 10 years, okay. is like the, it's like the Schrodinger's cat of holidays. It's it is like it's. It exists kind of like it's on four days, but on no days, it like extends over a weekend. People eat on different on, at different times. Like I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, well, we we're doing our part to sell. We're not celebrating it, of course, because it's not a real holiday, but we're doing our part <laughs> to help our Canadian friends, Ian and Haley, who would normally be recording today, give them the day off. For whatever, because they apparently celebrate this this holiday, this Canadian this Canadian Thanksgiving. That's what you called it. That's what it's <laughs> happy happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving to all of our. Thank you to the Canadians listening who are are just flummoxed why we're on and they were expecting Haley and I hope you don't shut it off. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and however it's celebrated in in your various yeah. traditions. We are going to roll forward though. We're very excited to have Joe Smith here with us on the pod. Joe, how are you, first of all? Doing well, and I, I didn't really know it was like Thanksgiving until I looked at Slack and people's messages were the big turkey on it. Of course so I you had didn't. To, I did, I did, I, <laughs> when, you have to, when you have to put something before the holiday, it's probably not the same, you know, Canadian Thanksgiving. Just say Thanksgiving. You know? We can have you, we can actually have you back on, um, on, Can- on Canadian Christmas, which is on Halloween. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, wait, I don't think Canadians call it Canadian Thanksgiving, Joe, do they? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I always know, um, like Ken Holland would always talk about, oh, he, he he assesses his team at American Thanksgiving. You would always make that distinction. Yeah. And I was always like, American Thanksgiving? Why do, like, I think Canadians call American Thanksgiving American Thanksgiving and not just America's Thanksgiving. A, a spare point. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd like, we'd have to do some more research. If <laughs> Happy holidays regardless, all the Canadians. So, um, everyone should have their Thanksgiving and, and, uh, and their big turkey. Yes, so. I hope. Uh, Happy for the and so, so Joe concludes, we were doing our storylines lap around the league with all of the athletic beat writers or, or as many as we could cram onto this podcast. Um, and we're concluding 
with the reigning champs times two. And a bit of news today. John Cooper signs a contract extension with the Lightning, just taking care of business, tidying up before the season starts. So let's start there, Joe. Um, I mean, no brainer. I don't even know. Like this is there's no debating yeah. here. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably should have at least two cups. But you know, you've you've gotten to know John Cooper really well there. Why do you think it's been such a perfect fit? Well, I think the synergy uh, there. You look at you know Julian Breezeball, the GM. Like he hired John Cooper back in 2010, and they they along with Steve Eiserman helped build that culture in the organization from the ground up, uh, essentially. And so uh, I think it's worked so well because they know each other and they have that same way they want to build the team, same kind of players that they want. And they had a lot of patience. Like, quite frankly, this was a no-brainer now, but, you know, after the sweep against yeah. Columbus, you know, he has signed his, that was his last contract here, right? He signed mm-hmm. a month before the sweep, a three-year extension. And so, like, you know, that was obviously a rewarding, uh, you know, a faith. They, they thought they'd go far. They, they, they lost in the four games and people wondered if he'd be on the hot seat, even though you're signing extension. But, you know, I think they just rewarded his faith, their faith in their, in, in him. And he just evolved over time. You know, not just, he's obviously the same guy in a lot of ways, but uh, when you get humbled like that, it was been amazing to watch him and the team kind of transform a bit um, into what they are now, which is a team that's, I think has a, a decent chance of, of going for three. Were there any, what were those demonstrable changes in him after that blue jacket series? Like, was there obvious stuff that happened or is it more subtle? I think they're more subtle. I mean, I, I think, you know, they, they, as a team, not just him, but they had to recognize they had to make some, some changes in the way that they did things. There was the greatest show on ice for so long and they were so, uh, you know, dynamic and they led the league in scoring, but I think they, starting with the coaching staff, setting the tone, they had to get the guys, the Kucherovs and them to play the way they need to play. And you saw that style really, take form the next year, even though they struggled off the bat. And, and so the coaching staff had to have some really, um, you know, heart to heart meetings with players and try to figure out uh, what they needed to do. And, and a credit to the coaching staff for getting the guys to buy in. And, and once they had the rewarding with the first cup, then it became easy to sell it the next time. Right. So once you saw the reward for that, they were able to kind of reinforce it, but um, you know, it's, it hasn't been quite the, the linear road to here, um, but now they're kind of chasing some rare air what's your temperature of the team now? Like you could tell last year there was a drive to the lightning because they win the cup, but didn't really get to celebrate. It was, you know, people were even talking about asterisks, mm-hmm. which is obviously BS. Mm-hmm. But like they, they win the cup. Really, you could tell there was a hunger there to go back to back to, to you know, not that you have to solidify a Stanley Cup win ever, but it did. So how, how, when you get a temperature feel right now, what's, where's that drive? Where's the hangover? Where, where is this team mentally going into this year? Well, I think, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of hunger still. I think the guys has so much, I mean, as you guys saw, so much fun with the cup and actually had a chance to celebrate yeah. <laughs> for the first time that they don't they don't want to give it up. They feel it's their cup, they don't want to give it up. And I think there's a, a drive to be part of history, right? You won two in a row, you're a special team, but now all of a sudden you're part of kind of rare air chance to be, you know, some of the best ever. And I think it also helps them in a way that they've made some changes in the roster too. You lose guys like the Gord and the, Goudreau and, and Coleman. Yeah. And so it does hurt your team, but now you have to do it maybe a different way. You don't have that same recipe. You could do it the year before. Um, so I think that kind of energizes the group too. Having guys like Belmar and uh, Corey Perry, who's been a great fit, I think so far. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes change can be good in a sense of you, it doesn't, it kind of takes away that, that kind of false sense that you could do it just the way you did before. 
So now that'll kind of create some, maybe some changes in the way they kind of do things to, um, as far as matchups or as far as guys needing to step up in different roles or whatever, they can be kind of with the right kind of way to start this, this long challenge again. Who do you see replacing? I mean, you talked, you just mentioned a line that's no longer with the team. Mm-hmm. Who do you see rising up and, and taking advantage of that opportunity this year? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they will be the exact same kind of that line will say play the same role as previous, but I think you have some interesting combinations here. You have Stamkos and, and Colton and Corey Perry as a third line, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, which is like 850 goals and a cup winning. That's pretty good. You know, cause you, you, if you do that, then you have the second line or whatever is Sorelli, Killorn, and Joseph, mm-hmm. you know, who step into that. And they can, you know, Sorelli was a Selkie Trophy finalist if, or a candidate a few years back, so they can do it. Um, and so I think this year will be kind of, there'll be some nights where they have two third lines, some nights where they have two fourth lines, some nights where they have kind of mixed it up and around because they have, so they're, so they're built such a different way. So um, I think the only line that's really going to be stable this year is the the point, Pilat, and, and right. Kucherov line. Um, the rest will be kind of working their way in. So, um so it's hard to tell who will be the guaranteed, you know, replacement for that Gord line. I think it'll be a different way. They'll have to kind of construct it. But I think um, what I saw in the preseason is, you know, see guys like Corey Perry and Stamkos together. It's been pretty fun. I think it's cool to get. It's interesting to get Sorelli away from Stamkos because their their numbers together last year were like not great, right? So, I mean, they mm-hmm. they normalized in the playoffs and whatever. But there's, mm-hmm. it's fair to wonder whether that was going to work. Now you pair him, you pair Stamkos with Colton, who's you know, a little bit more of an offensively dynamic player and and all that. I That that makes a ton of sense to me. And uh, I, something I'm just going to be watching throughout the year is even more so than the past is Stamkos because he was, he was good in the playoffs, you know, but I, not to take anything away from him, but there were there were times where it looked like he was coming up to the hill, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> I, I, I think. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated in that, like the, the aging curve with him and also kind of paired with paired with Colton on, on, a, on a more offensively minded line than say with Sorelli. Well, I think too, he's, he's relatively healthy now. I mean, he had a arthroscopic knee surgery in like April of last year before the playoffs, he had something to get done there. And then I don't think he was completely himself. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever be completely hundred percent anymore with all the yeah. surgeries, but you know, now you have him healthy. You have him, a guy who's, who wants to make the Canadian Olympic team. That's the kind of big carrot out there. He knows he has to get off to a strong start to have a be in consideration for that that loaded roster and you know yeah maybe if you have him in a different line or working with Corey, they have, they have some chemistry and um you know he may not have to be the, the in like a kind of quote-unquote shutdown defensive role you know he'll still have the power play so um you know I th- from what we've seen in in preseason at least he's looked he's looked good to me and i think um you know he may not be like the 50 goal scorer but he can definitely you know the way he plays and if he's healthy he can be a dynamic for um for a lot of different places in the lineup do you think they can handle him just being an okay five on five player and a power play weapon? Like if that's what he is moving forward, is that, is that going to work for them or are they built for him to be to, where it's necessary for him to be more? Well, I think ideally, you know, a guy like him, you can, he's not your ninth forward in terms of total ice time, five on five, like he was in the playoffs last year. I mean, ideally, you know, that's not been his role in his career. He's had to kind of adjust and accept that. Um, but yeah, I think you'd like to have him more effective there, but I, I think, the way the team is constructed and the, the lines that they have, they don't need him to be the you know top line center or top line wing producer. They've got guys that can be able to step in and, and play and 
And so if you have him on the power play and your power play is 24% for the season and he's a bigger reason why, like all of a sudden you're going to be winning a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of hockey games and in the playoffs that can be a difference maker. So um, I don't, by, by no means am I saying he's done five on five or he's, right. he's, you know, he's surprised to hear you say that Joe. Several, for all as good a player as he's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Can we record here? Yeah. So no, he's, uh, he's, uh, Sorry. He's a, uh, you know, he's definitely got a lot of years left here, and I think being healthy is going to be a big, big deal for him this year going into the into the fall. I wonder if this is the year. It seems like the Braden Point appreciation parade always happens in the playoffs, and we just ignore him for a regular season. I wonder if this is the year we like everyone's like, hey, this is you know with the, the Olympics, and he's going to be a big part of that, presumably. If this is the year, like we do a full on year round appreciation of the player he's become. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we just wait to get into the playoffs. It's a, da- a daily parade. I for think Braden we should have Point. daily Braden Point parades. Yeah. He's, he's he would not sh- he would not show up for it. He would not. Show he would up he would he would not. Yeah, he would yeah. get them. He would. Uh, you know, he signed his extension on July first, I think, with nine point five mm. million annual average, right? And he's I think he's one of the best players in, the, in national hockey. Like Toby Craig before our first, the first bubble run, that he'd be the best player in the yep, playoffs. I did year. say that. Could have could have won the. He could have won the Conn Smythe, I think, the last couple of years if it weren't for the players, you know, on that team. But um, he sent his extension. And so, you know, Barkov had his extension the other day. They had this big yeah. party or this thing on the rooftop of something <laughs> by the water. And they couldn't find Brayden Point. Like, he yeah. was not you – know, they tried to text him. He, like, kind of, like, went went dark. And, like, he didn't want the attention. He didn't want to do, like, you know, kind of, like, a media call after, like, signing his extension. Like, like, sorry. He's, sorry, bu- he's sorry, like, sorry, buddy. You just signed for four, <laughs> $400 million. Like, you got to – You do have to do a media well, call. And yeah. Yeah. So we did talk to him like months later, you know, and, and he's like, I feel like I have to earn it. Like I feel like to prove that, mm-hmm. you know, reward their faith and prove that I'm that kind of a player. Cause he's getting, you know, Kucherov and Vasilevsky money. But, um, but yeah, I think there, if there was a parade or a appreciation toward Brayden point, there'd be a lot of lightning fans on it because, you know, there's no question he's been instrumental to what they've done on the last three, four years. He figures prominently into our player tiers, which drop on the athletic NHL on Tuesday morning. Oh, look at you, like points. a pro. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, and Vasilevsky was number one on the goalie tiers, which I, yeah. you know, I've I, I had a lot of mixed emotions seeing that published without me doing it. I was really broken yeah. to see. I thought that I would <laughs> retire with my uh, move out of the writing space, but couldn't, it was, uh, it's, I'm glad to couldn't, see. Couldn't, couldn't carve out a couple days to do that, huh? Well, that's really right. hard. The goalie team, that was the first thing I got rid of. First thing. 48 hours of, 48 hours of work. Just, just, just deal with it. Months of work. I, I was <laughs> like, here you go, everybody. Enjoy doing goalie tears. Vasilevsky, of course, he's, he's just become his own tier. It's almost like the same. We run back the same comments every yeah. year. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like we can talk all we want or speculate about the third line. We, as long as they're running out point, Vasilevsky yeah. and Hedman – and maybe the best coach in the game Um, and maybe the best GM in the game, you know, I think Tampa's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the the phrase that everybody used, like from the start of camp, as long as we have 88 and that we're, we're in good shape. And Mm -hmm. I think he's their most important player. And as of all the stars on their team, like, you know, they, he's their stabilizer. He's the, the rock. He's the guy that when they're, give up 28 shots on goal, like or shots attempts in the first period, like on Saturday, he makes all the saves and all of a sudden it's okay. in the second period, like, I think, I think the goalies here quote was perfect. Was like in, in Tampa, the Tom Brady example is yeah. kind of fitting. I think if Tom Brady weren't here, if this wasn't such a big deal, like I think either a guy like him might be, you know, on that kind of, you know, Rushmore yeah. status, you right. know, with the way he, you know, 
the two cups they won played every single minute, every single playoff game the last two years. Um, so I think it'll be interesting how they work his manager's workload this year with Olympics. He'll be yeah. playing for Russia and Russia could be the upset special pick in the Olympics in Beijing. Imagine him against Cooper's Canada team with Braden Point and those guys. Let's do it. Like a medal game. Let's do it. A medal game. That would be. They should actually try to play Vasilevsky at center. They might need him more there. (laughs) The Russian team. (laughs) They can't have eight wings. Grim. Uh, All right. Well, last thing. I mean, you mentioned the Barkov signing. I mean, it is, we are in this fun point in, you know, I, I think back to that, this, the playoffs last year that it's like a legit thing now florida and tampa we saw some heated preseason stuff we've mm. got you know competing franchise centers signing long-term deals so it it sets up for a long time um I, you know that I, you know the fact that florida could be legitimately good um and mm-hmm. tampa <laughs> is the one fending them off is one of the one of my favorite like sneaky storylines of this year no i mean if, if you watched that series last year i mean it was you know, if Panthers had any semblance of goaltending consistency, that would have been a seven-game series. You know, they used yeah. three goalies against Tampa that first-round series. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you watch them this year; they're even more loaded up front. Um, it's hard to find a weakness on the ice. And you know, aside from all the fights they had in their preseason game over yeah. someone ran into Vasilevsky, I think there's a lot of intensity in there. And ask, people ask you what their biggest obstacle for Lightning repeating is, and I think it's their division you know the guys that you have to face every day you know the, the panthers you know the leafs if they're going to turn into the leafs people think that they can become eventually they'll be a force boston's getting older but they're obviously a tough yeah. out and so you know i think um the panthers are i think the real deal and you know they only get there by winning a playoff series which we'll find out they can do this year but uh those matchups with the lightning are, are definitely exciting and they'll definitely be important this year too well, Joe, thanks for doing this and uh, enjoy the the start of another season. I know you have a practice to run mm-hmm. to, so it's fun time of year and uh, appreciate you hopping on. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Craig, yeah. you want to bet on the Michigan State game next week? Uh, Michigan undefeated, Michigan State undefeated? Yes, I don't yes, know if we have by a, all means. Whatever, whatever I'm, yeah. I'm fully confident in the Spartans if you want to lay down a gauntlet right now. I don't even need a spread. We'll I know how Michigan. You're probably already thinking they're going to be favored, but are they? Have we? You know. Well, it's it's, it's at Michigan State. It's, it's, it's Lansing, right? So, um, pretty even up. So, what do you think? <clears throat> you well, we can uh, we can think some things over, Joe. Um, lunch in the lunch in Detroit, dinner in Detroit, or absolutely, yeah. yeah. We'll, the loser has to buy dinner. Absolutely. Craig's, sounds good. Craig's, well, for- Craig's Mel Tucker bobblehead is just out of <laughs> just out of frame. <laughs> I'm a huge Mel Tucker guy. I miss Bobby Williams. That's for oh, sure. So that's right. You know. <laughs> yes. Or yes. Different. It's a, it's a different feel in East Lansing. No, it's it's fun up here right now to have these teams undefeated. It's it's good. Good proper uh, fall right now here in Michigan. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, guys, for having me. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch up right, soon. Joe. Love it. All right, we go from Joe Smith in the in the reigning Stanley Cup champs to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, a proud American uh, who, who <laughs> he, he he may or may not even know it's Thanksgiving today, and we've got not not celebrating. He's not celebrating. I don't know. Maybe he does. I feel like if you're in the <laughs> hockey space long enough, you just kind of co opt both countries. Whatever's going. Disagree on. with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be question number one we ask Bill. So we've got Bill Daly coming back. A lot of lot of things to talk around around the league. Excited to have Bill on. So we'll be right back. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are now joined by NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Um, Bill, we were already debating. Do you celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving? You've been around Canadians long enough. Do you do you even do a turkey, or do you are you do you just wait properly like a good American? I, I don't do a turkey uh, on Canadian Thanksgiving, but I am very aware of the holiday. Um, I, I asked uh, I asked my friends in the Canadian in our Toronto office what the slate of CFL games were for today. <laughs> They can, uh, unlike uh, in the United States, they, they can basically play the whole week's schedule on a, on a single day. Yeah. It's uh, Rough Riders versus Rough Riders, I believe, today. <laughs> Is that today's game? <laughs> oh, man. Rough one for your Dolphins, Bill. I'm sorry. I, I mean, oh, man, my goodness. Yeah, that game couldn't end soon enough. <laughs> my goodness. Oh, it's a tough one. You're right. Uh, so, we, really, what we're celebrating is that it's 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 NHL season eve here, and um, God, it came fast. Like it just came fast, and here we are. And and what I wanted to start with, like here we are on the eve of the season starting, and you've got Seattle playing in Vegas, and it. And we're, we've all been waiting for this moment, you know, covering Seattle for years and this buildup. But if you take a step back, a, a couple, and just say here. Seattle's playing in Vegas. Like, what a what a what a weird, not weird, like what a crazy thing. Like, what a, now that it's actually happening and you've kind of seen this through, what's going through your mind to see these two teams playing an actual, real NHL regular season game? That's a, that's a it's a good question. I'm not sure I've ever stepped back uh, from it far enough to really look at it that way. And certainly, you know, um, you know, we were thrilled with. Uh, and still are thrilled with the success that Vegas had uh, upon entering the league because I think there was a lot of uh, skepticism and cynicism around that franchise and around... Uh, Not from us, by the way. We always said it was going to work no, no, no. no matter what, 100%. I, I, I believe it. If you, if you say <laughs> it, I believe it. Um, but, you know, that, that uh, obviously was a new market for professional sports generally. Um, it certainly was a new market for hockey. Um, and, you know, the, the results have been unbelievably good um, and just, you know, the, the excitement and uh, enthusiasm around hockey and the sport of hockey and, and what the Vegas Golden Knights have done to generate that has been uh, truly special. Um, and, you know, I, I think there was less cynicism around the Seattle market being a market that would work for hockey. Um, but I will tell you that the early returns are, it's going to be beyond, uh, our wildest expectations. Mm. The, the, um, the demand for hockey and, and the response of the fan base there, uh, certainly the, the franchise has done all the right things 
to kind of generate that excitement. But, uh, you know, the, the excitement is palpable. Uh, we were out there, obviously, uh, over the summer for the, the expansion draft. Um, and, and people can't wait for, for puck drop. And, you know, they've opened their practice facility. Um, their, their game facility is going to be one of the best, if not the best in the league. Um, and is is ready to open in a couple of weeks, so it's it's uh, it's an exciting time for the National Hockey League for sure. Another another big source of excitement, honestly. It's been it's been wild to see <clears throat> is the level of excitement people have for the for the new TV deals, yeah. whether it's yeah. ESPN or TNT or whatever. It's it's something that people are talking about even more than I feel like even more than I anticipated. One of the threads there that's been really interesting to me, and like John Butchergrass has said it, and Steve Levy said it is the idea of competition between ESPN and TNT that these are that these are two networks that are both you know kind of gearing gearing to be the best in the game and maybe they're going to push each other to to a next level and I was wondering if that's something you guys have talked about at, at a league level and, and how excited how excited you might be to to, to kind of see those two play off each other well I, I certainly do think that when you have uh, competition in the market you push each other to be better. Um, and I, I certainly think ESPN and Turner for a long period of time now kind of push each other uh, kind of in the professional sports broadcasting space. Um, they've, they've gotten along remarkably well. They cross promote remarkably well. They both have kind of different approaches to covering the game, which I think is exciting as well. I think Turner is going to be far more kind of entertainment based and, and ESPN more kind of traditional sports based. Um, with innovative uh, features. So I, I, I do think there's positive there of, of um, one wanting to do outdo the other. Um, you could see it. Uh, you could see their competitiveness uh, just in uh, assembling their talent um, uh, over the last four or five months in, in terms of how they approach that process. And, and uh, they, they both did a remarkable job. They, they both have uh, great uh, hockey voices. Um, really excited for it to get going. It's funny. The other thing that's so you, in the media landscape that kind of created a, a battle for talents or whatever. The other thing that you're seeing is now a lot of these gambling sites are trying to get in the media game, or, or, or you know, there's this there's this impact there, um, and, and so that creates a whole new level of coverage, right? What's been? I know this league is, the league's been looking at gambling, and it's it's very involved in all of that and, and the impacts. But is, has there been any like surprise developments of now that? This is, you know, from your perspective or impacts in the league, this is, um, I don't think there's anything that's really caught us by surprise. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the things that we anticipated would be the logical effect of, of the introduction of, and, and normalization of sports gambling are in fact happening. Um, you know, I, I do think they've, they've given us uh, an increased number of engagement platforms to your point. You know, the shows talking about hockey and talking about our games, um, you know, there are some people who watch that only for betting purposes, but there are other people who watch it uh, just to be educated on our game. So it's um, I think that's a positive. Um, certainly, there's been a financial benefit to the league and, and to the clubs. Uh, it's probably not as much as most people speculate it is at this point. Um, but I, I, I do believe that that market will continue to grow. Um, and it'll continue to be beneficial for us, both from a financial standpoint, but also a fan engagement standpoint. We've seen, I mean, we talked about some of these financial impacts on the positive level. And I, you know, I think the, 
you know, the, there was a bit of a hole, obviously, because of the pandemic. When do you think that this will impact the cap in terms of all these kind of positive momentum the league has right now in terms of an upward climb? Well, I mean, I, I, look, I think the, uh, I mean, they all impact the cap on, on, on some basis to some extent. Um, you know, the, the, the more we can drive revenues, the quicker uh, the, the players can can uh, essentially pay us back. Right. Um, and, and once, you know, that, that, uh, balance is paid off, um, the cap, you know, is, is free to grow again, uh, on, on a more material basis than a million dollars a year. So, you know, I, I think it'd be good for both parties, both us and the players for that to happen sooner rather than later. And, and the more revenue we can generate, the quicker that will happen. What's that balance app, Bill? You were saying the. <laughs> uh, I, it's, it, it continues to be a significant balance, um, but, but you know what? We we are anticipating and projecting. Uh, knock on wood, if we don't have cancellations or postponements, uh, and and people can attend our games uh, as we expect is going to be the case from the start of the season. You know, we expect to to uh, certainly do better than we did in the last full season, which was eighteen nineteen. Uh, and probably outpace what we would have done in, in 1920 uh, when the pandemic hit. So, uh, you know, we've, we've uh, you know, our credit to our business group, both at the league, but also the, the club uh, staffs who continue to work during the pandemic and continue to generate business, a lot of business and a lot of new business. Um, and as you know, you know, given um, the exigencies of the circumstances, we, we, became more creative in, in loosening up uh, and creating new new value for the clubs uh, in areas that we had not ventured in before. And, you know, we're anticipating um, uh, launching, you know, Jersey advertising uh, for the 22-23 season. Um, so, you know, it, it's, uh, we, we've, we've come a long way and, and I think, you know, we'll continue to, to be able to generate revenue growth, uh, obviously two new, U.S. TV deals help in that regard, and and the engagement they'll create will also help us grow revenue. So it's all good right now. So here we we sit on Monday. Rosters have to be turned in. Um, I, we, so we, you know, there's a couple topics we got to run through with you. Vander Kane, we don't as as I sit here, we don't know what, what that status is going to be. Is there any update on the investigations with him that you can provide? I mean, nothing I can share uh, today. Um, I do expect, obviously, there'll be news vis-a-vis uh, -vis of Vander Kane relatively soon. I don't know whether that's today or whether that's later this week, but um, there uh, there should be news in the near future for sure. Okay, and it, you know, it's been it's been a newsy stretch, you know, beyond just training camp and bat camp battles. Robin Leonard comes to the forefront uh, with Twitter account. And we, you know, I, we applauded it. Like we, I think everybody wants people like Robin Leonard to speak freely, talk about important topics. And I, I you know, we're fans of Robin. I, and, and, and I'm sure the league, you know, it's, it's good uh, and to some extent, but I know there was conversations with him after between the league and Robin Leonard. What are those, like when you're shaping how he approaches his public persona, what are those conversations like? Um, that's a, that's a fair question. I mean, uh, what, I, what I will tell you is I, I did have the opportunity to talk personally to Robin, um, after the tweets and I can tell you, he feels, uh, extremely passionate, mm -hmm. um, about, um, mental health issues, um, and mental health issues as, uh, they may affect players in our game. 
Uh, and I totally 100% respect that. Uh, and, you know, uh, most of our conversation really went toward uh, us being aligned, the league and he and the Players Association, quite frankly, in, uh, in dealing with and providing resources uh, for uh, mental health challenges throughout the league on a basis different than and better than we've done in the past or historically. Um, I, think, I think all sports leagues are taking a look, uh, taking stock at, at that issue and trying to address it in a, in a positive way. And, and I put us in that category. I think he was reassured um, that, uh, that we are aligned uh, with that objective, I think he he feels we were being genuine and and not just paying it lip service. Um, and he wants to be helpful. He he wants uh, to be helpful to us and to the players association in, in figuring out uh, how best uh, to uh, to tackle those challenges. Um, so I, I, all of that is positive. Um, you know, do I uh, necessarily agree with the the manner in which he chose to? initiate that conversation with us, I, I probably would have uh, been more comfortable with, with uh, other approaches he could have made uh, and chose not to. Uh, but, you know, uh, again, I think it's a testament um, to how strongly he feels about the subject matter. Yeah. So as of, as of 11, 11 a.m., uh, Jack Eichel is still on the Buffalo Sabres. He has not had surgery on his neck. And that, that's a really... <laughs> That's a contentious debate between a team and a very high-profile player. And I wanted to know if you, as in the league, had any sort of appetite to intervene and play mediator and, and, and deal with that in one way or another. Because this is a situation that's at loggerheads and has been for six months. And there's really – it doesn't seem like there's – I mean, we're, we're moving toward a resolution now. But, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been quite a long time. Well – it's uh, a fair question. I, I think we made ourselves available to, to both parties in, in the dispute um, to be of assistance to the extent we can be. Um, and, uh, you know, that continues to, to this day that, you know, that communication, those lines of communication are open and, and we're here as a resource uh, to provide assistance to the extent uh, we can. Having said that, um, you know, they each have uh, their own vested interests in, in what's going on here. And it's not our place to interfere uh, with those vested interests or, or to, to, to rule um, one way or the other, as, as some would have us do. Um, you know, they, they each have uh, their arguments. They each have valid arguments. They each have contractually based arguments. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, uh, if it was a, it was a matter of, that was open to interpretation where we could, uh, you know, yeah. um, throw a lightning bolt, um, uh, fairly we, we would, but that's not what this situation is, unfortunately. So it's really at the end of the day, it's going to be resolved by the parties themselves. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, since Pat Brisson has been brought on, um, uh, by Jack, uh, to counsel the situation, uh, for Jack, I, I think, um, certainly, the lines of communication between the ICO camp and the Sabres are, are far more open than they were before. Um, they, hmm. uh, they each understand each other's uh, points and arguments, and they're trying to find something that will work for both parties. So uh, let's, let's hope they can do that. So it feels like they, be they, they better understand each other versus, say, a month ago or, or two months ago. Like, are we turning in the right direction there? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think the, um, you know, Pat came in uh, and, you know, tried to learn as much as he could about the, the different issues in, in a, in a, you know, in a short time period. But I think he also both one had a, an established relationship with the organization, but also worked hard to build uh, a, a better relationship more open uh, and transparent relationship with both the ownership in Buffalo, but also the you know, management team in Buffalo. Um, so, you know, they're pulling in the same direction to try to get a resolution, uh, but they're doing it obviously from different sides of the river. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill, I know you got to run. So just last question here, you know, the, the Blackhawks are holding their internal investigation into the allegations against Brett Aldrich. I am sure you're waiting to see, like we all, I think it's going to be public. Well, what would be the next steps for the league? Would that, is there a possibility that you would kind of take the baton on investigations or what's, what will the league's approach be once that's finalized? It really will depend on what that report says uh, and and what its findings are. Um, And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, wait to, to be able to review that report and if there are follow-up issues that are league, um, you know, implicated issues, uh, obviously we'll follow up as, as we deem appropriate. But uh, but it, it's really premature for me to even comment because I don't know what that report's going to say. Right, sure. Well, Bill, thanks for doing this. And it's a fun time of year, a lot, a lot happening. Um, we're excited here in the States, especially ESPN and Turner and all the, you know, Seattle – Big moment, so hope you're able to enjoy. I know you got a lot on your plate. Hope you're able to enjoy what's coming. Well, thanks, guys. Enjoy the season. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. Thanks again to Bill Daly for, for joining. Exciting time. Always, like He's got one of those jobs. It's like you can enjoy it for a second, but then also you have like 10 fires to put out. Um, not, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad he was able to come on and talk, and we appreciate Bill for doing that and producer Jeff for setting that up. And let's take a quick break and we get to finally, Sean, pick our fantasy Ooh. pool. I've been I've been prepping like nonstop since we talked about this a week ago. You won't you won't leave me alone about it, dude. <laughs> this is gonna be so calling good. Calling me in calling me in the middle of the night saying, Who are we gonna pick from Salvian's fire? <laughs> be right back. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Well, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We're back and it's time. It's time for what we've been waiting for for weeks. It's time for what Craig has been bothering me at all hours of the night through various means of communication. Oh, it's time to select our officepools.com team again this is officepools.com you can just the athletic hockey pool you can play against all of us you pick one player from 24 if i can count correctly 24 preset categories you can go against me and craig and Haley and ian and mac and do and ian i guess <laughs> also ian and, and, and then ian ian, ian and ian <laughs> Oh, are we picking from all twenty four of these boxes? We got to fly through this, then, Sean. Wait, do you know? Do, yes. do you know who my? You know who my? Who my favorite is in this? In this pool, it's Ian. Is it? Yeah. Well, because he's gonna <laughs> yeah. have twenty entries. Yeah, exactly. My money's on Ian. <sighs> um, all right, so let's do this. We're we're gonna we're gonna fly through this. Uh, this is actually probably the way we should pick stuff in general. Like when when you and I ran a fantasy team together, we would spend a lot of time on it and spend hours on an app, on an auction draft, and always end up as you know, the most mediocre team possible. So maybe just like first, first answer, best answer is, is the way this is going to go. This will, this will, this will work here's, out well. Here's our, here's, here's how I think we should do this. Our rules should be, um, we alternate final say or who gets yeah, to pick okay. in each box, you and I, and we, if Ty goes to the American, we should lean American if I, at all I possible. I agree with you. All right. I agree with you. I'm going to start. Oh, no, no, no. You start it because I want this. <laughs> Come on. We're going to go to the Craig Custom Center. I should be able to pick my own box That's, so you start. yeah we should both be able, we should both be able to pick pick our own guys all right uh mac and Dew's meal is is the category it's mcdavid and mckinnon by themselves um that is obviously no brainer i think god bless nathan mckinnon but it's fantasy hockey you'd be uh, out of your mind if you didn't pick Connor McDavid. So that's that's the. Can move. I just throw? And I'm already slowing this down. We're gonna fly through this. You. This come is on. like the easy, biggest no brainer. The only thing it's like picking a NCAA tournament bracket. Sometimes yeah. you're better off taking the one that no one else is taking in case McDavid gets hurt or goes something goes sideways there, and I, then you have McKinnon. I agree with that, but that's this is not the place. Okay. This is not the All place right. for that. We'll go McDavid. The Craig Custon Center. Who are we? Here's what. Here's what I'm gonna do. Wait, are we? We're going. Okay, we're are we going we're down go, here. Oh, Interesting. You want me to go all left right. or right? No, 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 no. no that's fine. We, yeah, we, I'm we can go down doing this up. very weirdly. I mean, we're going in column mm-hmm. form. The, yep. I just wanted to get to my pick. The Craig Custon Center. This is a good box of two way centermen for the most part. Um, really responsible players, much like myself. Uh, very responsible <laughs> fella. That's true. 
I'm going to go in this box. I'm going to – we're taking Braden Point. We're going to yep. – we like Braden Fine Point. And uh, we just talked to Joe Smith about him. We're going to throw daily parades for Braden Point. So, there we go. Ryan O'Reilly has the best project or has the best number in that. And he's certainly certainly a regression candidate as, as we've talked about in, in a lot of different spaces. So, yeah. Uh, USA. Right. Here we go. Ooh. This is this is this is the USA specific one. Um, our pick from that, our pick in that space. Oh boy, that's that's really tough. Also, David David Perron's on. Why is David Perron in the he's, USA? He's, box. he's not. He's not, he's not American, so we're not we're, we're not going to yeah, pick well. him. Besser Besser Couturier Robertson Rust and Wheeler. Um, I'm going. I'm going Couturier. Kateri yeah. is not 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 American either. He was born in you Phoenix. Can't go Brock Brock Besser. All right, good. Brock Besser, good. Pool let's winners. Go, let's go Besser. Here we go. These are yep. your you're picking one from the pool wet winners. What does that mean? Like you win your pool with guys like this? Is that this? Um, that's a good question. Don't know why it's called this. I'm gonna go. I don't really know. Carter Verhage. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. You're banking on you're banking on the uh, on the Barkov effect yep. to for for a full season. I think he's going to be really good. This I like year. it. I like it. They gave they gave him some money. They're clearly going to give him a chance to keep keep cooking with Barkov. Yep. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm in, in on the Panthers. That's fine. I'm, for the Panthers. I'm I'm into it. He plays for an American team, and I don't think anybody is going to pick yep. him from from that from that group other than uh, other than that. So that's a good differentiation point. Thank you. That's why. <laughs> Uh, this this group is called All About the D. <laughs> Be quiet. Um, oh, it's Makar. It's Makar. Um, it's Makar. Easy. To the point. Don't overthink it. To the point. Braden Point's not in this one. This this should, mm-hmm. I should, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you pick this one, Sean, because you love is that, to say the is, word point. Is, it, is, it, is that irony? Points. Yes. Points. Point. So go ahead. You point. can you can pick this one. Oh no no no. Oh. I, no. We, I love that. Wait, hold wait, on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's see. Uh-huh. We're taking Zach Wierenski. Sorry. Okay. God damn it. Okay. So American. Um, Charlie, Charlie Mac. Charlie McAvoy is on the first power play. He's running it now. It's a thought is Jake is is Voracek gonna gonna take away touches for for Wierenski on the power play? They're gonna run it through him. Maybe. Pick with, I don't know. Pick this is up to heart. you. This is this is your it's pick. pick. I know. I'm yeah, with my heart. You're gonna pick. He's he's one of one your, of my children, Zach Wierenski. Your son, your son, son, Zach Wierenski. Taking my oldest child, Zach Wierenski. There. It's it's Jack Wierenski. It starts with a C. He's <laughs> fit in our family, Jack. All right, my son, my son, Jack Wierenski. Okay, uh, the monsters of Mendez. This is the Ian Mendez <laughs> memorial <laughs> group. Uh, oh man. Matthews. Yeah, she's O'Pete's. Jeez, jeez, Alou. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, I mean, Easy. you get to the, you get the next two picks. Box of Gentilly. Again, this is the, this is the jerks. I got thrown in, thrown in the, in the PIM specific group. Um, we gotta go Matt Kachuk. Gotta go Matt Kachuk. Gotta do it. Bounce back. Yep. Bounce, bounce back here. There's also other guys we can eliminate in, in there pretty easily. So, yeah. We're going next up, the all-name box. Yeah. Okay, I get it. It's um, funny. I'm going to go with... I, I know who you're picking here. You're going to take Fiala here? Yeah. I'm going to take Fiala. 
Kevin Fiala. Love it. West Side Story. So this is a Western Conference Conference players. Um, boy, this this one this one is a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm not gonna we're not gonna pick Kublik, but that's he's a fun guy to have in there because he gets he gets Taves back, right? Yeah. Do you have to take um, Clayton Keller just out of America? The Coyotes uh, going to be terrible, no, no, and I don't know how you do anything there. I would say don't pass on the American there. I love Tomas Hurdle. Yep. I love him. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I mean, we know each other too well. This is silly. Like, we could, we could, yeah. I could pick, These are, we're picking the same we're picking guys. The same team that, we pick that we every year in fantasy. Fan- okay. Defensive Dangles. Pick one from this box. This is uh, named after Steve Dangle. It's John Gentile's arch rival. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Who Sean it. makes fun of <laughs> no, on a regular no. basis. As we know, if you listen to the <laughs> Tuesday edition, really uh, surprising. I would think Steve's done some great things in this space. I'm a, I'm a fan of Steve's. <laughs> Um, not, uh, not me. I, I, no, of course. I'm a, this. So this Clearly. is a bunch of defensemen. I, you know, I want to take. So yeah. I'm going to rule out Chikrin because he. I know he, you um, want to. He's he, like he falls into my category, the kind of player I would like. But since he chose Canada over the U.S., he can't be in our group. I'm going to go Dougie. He's, <laughs> he's the, like they're going to give Dougie every opportunity to play every second yeah. of everything in New Jersey. Yep. And they got to make that number work. And Dougie, I like Dougie there. Dougie Hamilton. Totally, totally agree. He could get some of the runoff from from the pending Jackie's breakout too. Oh yeah, we're in the goalies area now. Mm-hmm. Where where you take? Actually, let's let's go through and do all the goalies at once, okay. so, so we can just knock them out of the way. There's three different goalie categories. Top tier team. This is this is the best of the best. Um, I guess sort of. We're taking Tampa Bay. That's a no brainer. Yep. So yeah, so you get the goalies. You get both goalies there. That's how we, this works. We get we. Yeah, okay. We get we get Vassy and whoever's behind. Him okay, the Teamsters Union. Pick one out of this group. I'm a I'm a good you know. I grew up in Michigan, Detroit. Big Union guy. Love. I mean, you're in Pittsburgh. We are Teamster Teamster family. I mean, also, by the way, Teamster family. My yes. uncles. My uncle. My my uncles. My grandpa. Yeah, they drove trucks. Oh uh, yeah. My we were my the, the the teachers union in Michigan is where my parents. I mean, that put us through college, so we're indebted. Big fans. So I'm going to go out of this one. I'm going to go Islanders. We're going to, we're bet, betting on the system and the goalies and all, and, I, and we're also clearly on team Islanders in this podcast. We love the Islanders. Yep. Um, that seems like an easy one for me. Winnipeg. Guardians Should of the Creek. Yeah. I mean, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. That, that's too, that's a no, that's a no brainer. All right. Um, next category, the Salvian Fire. We're going all over the place here now. By the way, you're you're like well, you, you're, you, you skip. Oh, what did I skip? Okay, fine. Oh, LeBron's beauties. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. LeBron's beauties. This is uh, a bunch of players that what would put these guys together that maybe Pierre would like. We should take Gensel as a good American, but I'm not going to here. I'm going to go. I'm going. Um, oh man, this is tough. It's, I'm either going Barkov or Mariner. I'm going to go Barkov. I mean, he's so good. And Mitch Marner is so good in the regular season. Well, that's this uh, is a left, regular season. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. We're doing. We're we're like executives where we, um, you know, disproportionately weigh the postseason into every single evaluation we make of a player. Really have. <laughs> uh, left out. I, I don't really know what this is. What what the what the theme here is. Um, boy. Well, left wing. Patch you ready? It's either Patsy Reddy or Kaprizov. Kaprizov, well, Kaprizov Kyle would, be, a good would be fun to root for. I think, and Johnny Goudreau, there's some good options here. 
we could use a good veteran like Max Pacioretty on our team. We were pretty we're pretty upsidey like we always are. He's really he's uh he works on the stone line. I'm fine with okay. that. I like that. Dark horses. Uh, this is um well, Verona is is a no. Um yeah, so these are we're, these are guys that we would like to normally take a flyer on. This is right up our alley, this whole category. <sighs> so I think Tyler Sagan's going to have a bounce back here. Hmm. You don't? Can I? I I'm, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna get you allow input here in this category. Some okay. So we we can eliminate Verona because he's hurt. Um, Reinhardt would be a good know one. That, don't know that Suzuki has. Uh, I'm yeah, not ready. I'm like, not ready. He's to. great. He's 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 great, but the the production isn't quite there yet. The process is there. The the production isn't there. I love Sam Reinhardt. Okay. <laughs> and I love and I love him on that team. Aren't we like all um, in on the Panthers? Should I mean? It's a strategy. And they're gonna go. Yeah, let's go Reinhardt. It's a strategy because because you know you know nobody else is, is, is gonna be taken. Mm-hmm. Panthers. Mm-hmm. That's, like that's a differentiation point. All right. I like that. I know what's gonna happen is like Hints is gonna come out and have like a, you know, an eighty six point season or something. We're gonna look like idiots, but whatever. The young and the restless. These these, these are the young folks. Um oh boy. We love all the, we love all these guys. Oh, of course. Um, we would take every one of these in our normal. We can, we can, <laughs> this would just be, a, this would be all six of these guys <laughs> would be on our roster. Okay. Marco Ross, you're Cole Caulfield. I'm uh I'm Lafreniere. Really? Let's do it. Second year breakout Fine. guy. Let's roll. Classic second year yeah. breakout guy. No, it's not like he submarined us in real life last year or anything. Okay. You're, you're holding that against him unfairly. If you're listening to this, I hope you you got the thing out and you're doing your own. It'll be fun. If, like hopefully you're you're playing along and you're checking your, the boxes so you can submit. Yeah, this is great. Like, this is this is great. Walking the blue line. Walking the blue line. Tony D'Angelo is in this is in this group mm-hmm. because because walking the blue line matters. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, I like some of these options. Petrie. Gerard, I'm go. Yeah, I guess Petrie. Good American. All right, I'll go Petrie. We we said Ty goes to the American. As much as I like Hayskin, who, who, who else? Oh, Hayskin, who, who else would good. you do? Gerard, I was looking at. Hayskin is great. Hayskin is a great hockey player. I, he's just not the the point. The the points aren't going to be there. Okay, so here is Salvian Fire. All right, really interested on really interested on how this on how this category got its name. I don't see any shared DNA here with any of the players. Uh, it is. With it's any like of the players. It's, I don't really get it. I want. I want to do a behind the music and the process of putting this this sheet together. I'm into it. Do we want to look? Oh man do we do we want to look? Do we want to load up on Stone? Do we want to yeah, load up on on, good, on, yeah, yeah. on Vegas? I thought I can't believe you're not um, going. Svech- you're not pushing for your favorite player in the league, Svechnikov, Andrei Svechnikov. He's not my favorite player in the league. Miko Rantanen. No, let's go Mark Stone. Yep. No, but then we well, got that whole line. I, love, I feel like I we're really Rantanen. betting on. I who cares? This isn't real. Oh, yeah. If it pay, if it pays off, we look like geniuses. If not, like who cares? Okay, Mark Stone. He's a great player. Like that's he's a great. Player. He's a superstar. Swedish touch. This is Swedes. Backstrom. Backstrom hurt. Lindholm. Whatever. Mm, do we like man? Do we like a full season out of Mika? He does. He doesn't have COVID anymore. I don't think. What about Pedersen? That would be. Those are my two. 
let's go with Pet. Pet. Pedersen's Pedersen's. We we know we know what Meek is completely. Pedersen is like we're going for the moon. one of these years. He, yeah, he. It might be this year. It might be next year. It might be the year after. It's going to be before his deal runs out because he's going to make yes. fifteen million dollars on on his next one. It's going to happen. Right. We need to be there All for right. it. This is the exact thought process that we have when we're doing actual actual. You guys are getting a glimpse up. into how to finish six out of twelve in a. Fantasy, <laughs> fantasy hockey league. Dude, follow the strategy. Always. You can you can plug and play. Like, you could literally just sub out names on in Gchat for the last 10 years, and, and it's the, it'll be the exact same thing. Brought to you by the letter T. Okay, this one makes sense. Names I'll, names I'll start with right. T. Um, I'm going to run, like, the listener, Tarasenko, Tatar, Taravainen, Taves, Toffoli, and Trocek are the options here. Some really interesting players. Oh, God. Do we want to just go? On, I, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know what Tarasenko has left. Nope. Tatar is a great is a great regular season player. Taravainen had a weird one. Taves is a no go. Tafoli, I just can't quite. Do we? Do we want to go with Vince? Upper Saint Clair, suburban yes, Pittsburgh native Vince Trojak. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. The leftovers. First of all, I would like to file okay. a formal complaint. against the makers of this. This um, that we're calling Jack Hughes a left. This, burgeoning star Jack Hughes gets put in the leftovers box? I'll tell you what. You look at all these other guys in this box, they're the losers, not Jack Hughes. <laughs> yes. This is... This is um, you hear that? You hear that, Martin HS? Let's go. You hear that, you hear that Braden Shen? We're going Jack Hughes <laughs> all day long here. The next box, the delightful pick. Because they're defensive? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um... Boy, do we want to bank on a back on a bounce back season from Pionk? Mm. Um, I don't know, or not not a bounce back, no, a, a, oh, a, um, fo- a follow up is mm-hmm. what I meant. I don't know about that. Riley, Seth Jones, no. Tori, Tori, you know me. Let's go. This is, let's go. This is right yeah. out of my again Michigan State guy. You get a year, a, a year's worth of adjustment. Yeah, Tori Krugs. I like Tori Krugs for the solid. Always, veteran. always gonna get, always gonna get power play time. That was the last um, one. That I think. is it. Yep, that is it. Whew, all, right. all right, that's a great team. I want everyone listening to this to enter your own team. You can win prizes. Mostly, you're probably going to beat Sean and I, but I don't know. Maybe this is the year we put it all together. <laughs> that's what we've been saying since 2010 or whatever. 2011. That 20 2006. Is that true? Probably. God, 2006. I was in college, dude. <laughs> we don't know that. Um, all right. <laughs> I believe. I think I was. We're already going long in this last segment, but I do want yeah. to encourage you, um, subscribe to The Athletic, get the app, listen on that, and then go into the comments section for our episode because we do like to interact with our listeners there. Man, we had some, bi- we had some big ones in, in the last one, too. Yeah. Lots of comments. So, yes. Um, so, some really good points here. I'm just reading these. All right. So, we're g- I'm going to answer some yeah. of the questions. I'm going to read them. And I'm going in cold. I haven't even looked. Have you looked at some of these? I looked at him um, a few days ago, yeah. Mandrew W., yeah. the correct answer, the Memorial Cup winner was the Flint Firebirds, the only relevant team eligible in the CFL. The, the only, okay, yeah, the only, yeah, the only uh, relevant football team, which is the sport <laughs> that the Memorial Cup decides. So, congratulations to them. Alex R. points out, it seems a little America-phobic to not have either of your names on the logo for the podcast. Is that true, that we're not on the logo? I've uh, put in a, a series of complaints about that. I expect I expect a resolution by the time by the time the season begins. Yes. Also, um, 
as Max Baldwin pointed out, I think our names were in smaller font size on the ad. Yeah. So really, I mean, the Canadians with their passive aggressive logo design, mm-hmm. uh, we see mm-hmm. you. We see you, logo designers. Mendez, Mendez, and Salvian are behind that. If I for sure, if I could for sure, if yeah. I could bet on it, I would. Michael S says, "What is Pierre LeBrun's cabin like? If you haven't been, how would you imagine it to be?" Those are two diff- very different questions. I do know. <laughs> well, actually, it, it's fifteen seconds or less, Sean. What would you imagine Pierre's? cabin like and i can actually tell what it's like a really great jukebox setup that he can just dominate himself and play whatever <laughs> bullshit he wants instead of instead of putting a hundred dollars in at a time and, and playing 50 tragically hip songs consecutively um he can just do it for he can just do it for free on his own time that's a good guess but mm-hmm. you're wrong his mm-hmm. cabin is like first of all it's beautiful it's in muskoka which that's the um, north of Toronto for our you, American listeners. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, drop the address too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you can find it based on what I'm saying, you get to go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna triangulate Pierre's location based on clues. <laughs> he has, and it's just beautiful. He's got this big old deck on the back that they bought this place because of the sunsets over whatever lake that is in Canada, and it's just lake whatever, lake whatever in <laughs> northern whatever. And it's it's stunning. And I will say the most Canadian thing I'll do is when I, you know, when we go there at four o'clock or three or whatever, he makes these Caesars. I don't even call them bloody Caesars. I call them Caesars like a, a Canadian. And they're so good. And it's, you sit and sit on that deck. It's a Bloody Mary with clam juice? It's that cl- Clamato. Is? Bloody Mary with Clamato? Yeah, I've ac- I'm actually a convert. So that's, that. this is the most Canadian portion of the podcast you'll hear. It's, it's a glorious cottage. The best part is the... Um, Giant shuffleboard table in the basement. So, Sean, you had it half. Bar games is very much shuffleboard. Part of it. No, shuffleboard. That's, that's perfect. That's I'm perfect. Not, I'm, uh, that was that was, that was gonna be my next guest. That's his other. That's his other uh, big yes. big pastime when we're fridge full of beer and a shuffleboard a few. in sunsets. Beautiful. It's, it's great. Love we'll it. see. I should probably read these before I read them out loud. So, if like they're mean or something, but love the show. You guys have become my favorite. Oh, great! Of the athletic hockey show rotation. I'm still just waiting for Phil Kessel to make an appearance. And your exciting investigation into this shady Corey Pronman character. Two very good call-outs by Will. Phil Kessel, the, the, we've put in the request for Phil. Is that, how's that going? No, and I'm, I'm, I have, I have eyes on the very, very mysterious Corey Pronman. <laughs> Did you ask him if he's Canadian or American? <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey, where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas C, you guys are hilarious. This is great. This is this is great. Appreciate the humor. Yeah. Oh, with the U. All right, this is just a setup by Lucas. Coincidentally, Scott Wheeler put out a great CHL preview yesterday. Lots of great dialogue spelled incorrectly. Um, Lucas, <coughs> Lucas, you got to get a spell check, bud. We appreciate the comments, but these it's just littered with spelling errors and way too many U's in that one. Brian P. Oh, again, my favorite. How many lists? Is there are any Americans listening to this? My favorite with the U part of the show was when Ball came on and Craig went, Peter, what's happening? Intentional reference or not, Office Space is my favorite movie. And I also greet all Peters this way. Of course That's it was unintentional by you. No, it wasn't. Oh, I'm a huge Office Space fan. I am. I, so, so am I. But that is how you greet people a lot of the, a lot of the time, regardless of what Yeah, I, I say what's happening. Yeah. 
also what's happening? What's happening? That could be like you might just say that because of Office Space. To be to be fair, yeah, maybe that's I where it started. I don't started. think it had anything. I, don't, I wish I could take I credit for was, it, but I can't. Yeah, it was not intentional. But um, Brian, I appreciate you noticing, and I I would like to take credit for it. And Brian, what's happening to you, my friend? Bruno L. Um, regarding what R- Leonard has brought forward, oh, do we got to run through this suit legal before I read it? I don't think that management is the only party to blame here. It's part of the culture, especially if you look at the playoffs and players who play while being injured. When you learn after the playoffs that X guy played with a broken hand, for example, one can understand that players are willing to take any available medication in order to be able to continue. And he continues. Like, that's a, like, we turned serious there without me realizing it, but he's right. Yeah. Like, the culture. We have another serious one coming up. Do we? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, should I read it? Um, let's we let's just let's tackle this first. Actually, Go okay. I, like I think that's I think that's for, like the culture is you play through every, everything and you you do whatever it takes um, to play through anything, and I, so that leads to taking whatever is available to you as a player. And I think that's about like I think what Bruno says there is is valid. Like, and should we not celebrate? Like I don't know. Maybe we should say, hey, there's you know. Maybe playing through anything to win a cup isn't the best route. Like I, I think it's a valid question. Yeah, it's you're balancing individual choice and then pressure from an organization and then pressure from cultural factors and whatever else. I, that's not something we can solve to, today, but it, it is. It's something. I, it's something I think about all the time, and it should be a bigger issue than it is. That's 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 where you know that's why it's important that guys like Robin keep talking about it. This next one comes from Oife B, who who's. Didn't like, uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, um, that we we asked Mark Lazarus about the investigation kind of as, as an afterthought into the Blackhawks and yep. would have preferred um, that we started with that, that, that keeping... I think I... Keeping... I know what our thought process was on that. I think. I mean, we... And I, and I look, I I've, I read Oife's comment <clears throat> um, last week yeah. and fig- figured we would talk about it here. Yeah. Just, just, t- just touch on it. Like we, we see it, and we're not, we're not trying to dodge nope. it or anything. Nope. But I, I think our, I think our approach there was that we wanted to mention it straight away, and have that, and have that, have that be, you know, mentioned initially. So we, so you guys as listeners would know that we were going to get to it when, when we got to it. You know, maybe, maybe it should have been the initial question. Maybe we should have had that conversation first. But the way, the way I thought about it was it's the most important thing facing that team. And, and, and we wanted to have that be the, the last, the last question that we, that we talked to Laz about. Like I, like I, I, so I liked the order for that reason alone, because like that was, that was the take home thing. Like we didn't want to end on, you know, talking about Seth Jones or Mark, Mark Andre Fleury. Like we got to the way I, the way I looked at it is we got that stuff out of the way. So we could talk about, uh, the the investigation and, and and the sexual assault allegations and and, and all that stuff. I, I think I think that was why we ordered stuff the way that we did. Um, okay, I, like I, I I appreciate the dialogue and I agree yeah. with this conclusion. This from this comment that says keeping these issues to the forefront are how we help change sports for the better. And I think I agree one hundred percent with that. And I think we should, I, I like that hold us accountable. Like that's, that's totally, we have to ask the questions. We have to talk about it or else, you know, Absolutely. Uh, so I have zero issues with that. And I appreciate the comment. I, I do feel like we did the right thing, but that, but that being said, I, I hope you, I hope you understand where we're, where, where we're coming from on that. But we're always going to try to, you know, be better and, and uh, approach that as, as well as we can. I agree. I agree. Uh, this one comes in, bet- in, in between our jokes about, you know, yeah. 
Canadian Thanksgiving and the CF and the CHL not being real and whatever <laughs> that's else. That's right. Um, this comes from Justin D. It's plenty good for an American centric show, but not quite Scandinavian enough. We need a day of the week for the athletic hockey show to devote to the Norwegians, Swedes, and Finns on NHL rosters. Ooh. Yeah, we're going to need you to come in on Sunday. Nordapalooza. <laughs> I would listen. I don't think I'm the I person. Totally. I, actually, I love. I, I would do that if I had nothing but time. I, I'm a fan. I, Justin, good idea. And to wrap it up, um, there's, I think this is dripping in sarcasm. Jonathan C. says, love the show, guys. As a Canadian, it's so nice to finally be able to get some mediocre American content. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> On your next show, could you guys see how many Canadian Olympic teams you could put together before you build one that would lose to TV, let's say? Um, keep up the awesome work. That's my, that's my, is that going to be my new Twitter bio? What? Mediocre American content. Mediocre American content. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, again, I can't argue. Um, how many Canadian rosters would you have to put together before you would say can the Americans would go in as the favorite? Do you want the actual answer here? Uh, three? Three. I mean, we're, re- we're realists here. Three. It's three. Yeah, we're, we're, we are not, um, but it's three. <laughs> we did the, we did the, uh, we did the B team. All right. The, the, the B teams last year. It's no Canadian B team is a Canadian B team is a is a juggernaut. But yeah, I, I think I think once you get down into into team three, that's where you can you can. Here's what I'll say: B team would be competitive. Mm-hmm. C team, you could write an American win in pen. I'll say that much. <laughs> Sad. I thought we'd come farther than that. All right. <laughs> well, Sean. Thanks. Thanks again. Great episode this week. This a, God, this was a long one, I know, buddy. We went long. It's you know okay. we wanted to do the office pools pool properly again. Go do the go log on. Do that. Join us in the fun. And <laughs> you know what the problem was? Honestly, the problem was that Bill Daly just wouldn't leave us alone. I know. Just Thank you again. Stop to Bill Daly and to Joe Smith for joining the podcast for producer yeah. Jeff working on a holiday uh, and especially as we sit here and drag this out into its third hour God, mostly so he can't eat Thanksgiving turkey I think that's was that our plan oh right he already did he already did he's he's, he's got it he's got a goofy little we, we talked about it he's got a goofy little frozen turkey that he's doing today too the, the big <laughs> the big the big feast happened already in, in, in the Domat house Sean great job thanks Craigie. thanks for listening everyone happy Thanksgiving Kind of. <laughs> <laughs>